Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Um, hello, good evening, Facebook. I am um, sorry about the delay this evening. I have been um, BUSY. Um, that's right, busy. Yeah. Um, we have got a question on Instagram already from Olivia. Could they still be swollen or is it too long post op? Sorry if I missed something. Oh, I've got a question, JJ. Nearly a year post op thigh lift and they look rubbish. Okay. Nice question. Uh, there you go. There you go, guys. Uh, nearly a year post up thigh lift and they look rubbish. Right, Olivia, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Um, always best to talk to your surgeon, Olivia, uh, because they know what's going on. Um, so I think that is the number one point of call to go to. Um, and, uh, you know, a year is a good length of time, Olivia. So you have left at least a year. So you need to talk to your surgeon to see whether they'll do some revisions or whatever, whatever, whatever the rubbish nature of the look is to see if they can make it look any less rubbish um but yeah that's what i would do i'll go and see my surgeon and say look they look rubbish mate um brogan hashtag ask jj thank you for that very impressed um how long does does it take for implants under the muscle to drop i had a lift and implants three months ago and they're dramatically asymmetrical as if one hasn't dropped yet do i just do i just wait um I normally say things start to settle at three months, uh, Brogan, and it is always worse when they are under the muscle. Um, so it is not uncommon for um, them to uh, take longer to, to settle or drop or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's also not uncommon for them to be asymmetrical. So I wouldn't panic at three months, although three months is, a, is my normal time frame for when things start to settle. So I think now is the sort of time you could get into um negotiations with your surgeon i'm never quite sure if, if you're my patient or not because i'm not sure who who's who here brogan i do have brogan's but i'm not sure if it's you but anyway um uh, kimberly says hello hi kimberly um so um oh, so this heart's going on so uh yes so talk to your surgeon if it's me talk to me um three months i would sort of start discussions uh, and you know what i normally say is depends on how bad it is if it's way off you might start possibly maybe thinking about the revisions at three months, but it's early. It's early. Three months is, is the earliest you would think about doing things, to be honest with you. If it's not way off, and particularly if it's starting to get better, Brogan, I would encourage you to leave it as long as you can for it to settle. Now, the one thing you should be aware of is some places have revision policies of certain periods of time you know, six months, 12 months, whatever. So you don't want to leave it seven months and then decide you want a revision and find out they had a six-month revision policy. So that's something to, to be bear in mind. But I think most people have a longer than three-month revision policy. It's usually six months is the shortest. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried, Brogan, at the moment because uh, because it, it, you can be surprised that can people... I've seen people at eight months, you know, and still not quite, you know, at, at 12 months or or uh, 18 months, it's it's much better. So it does take a while, it does take a while, Brogan. So try not to get too disheartened and stick close to your surgeon. If I'm your surgeon, stick close to me. 
if I'm not your surgeon, stick to close to whoever the surgeon was. Miss Karina Bean, now what could be causing pain at a BAM incision? BAM incision. Site after nearly a year post-op. Nasty looking scar too. Jeez, what's BAM? B-A-M. B-A-M. What could that be? Breast? Augmentation mastopexy? BAM. Buttock and midriff. I don't know what BAM is, Karina Bean. I'm sorry. I'm showing my ignorance here. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what BAM, BAM is. Anyway, should we just say incision? Uh, your incision and nearly a year. What could be causing pain? Yeah, you do. I mean, pain's a bit of a strong term. Um, you do get discomfort uh, for, for some time after afterwards. And, I, you know, I when I had my hernia repair, I was getting twinges easily for a year. Twinges, I'd say. I wouldn't say pain. Um, so a uh, nasty looking scar as well. That's um, again, I don't think I knew my patient, Karina. If you are, then I'll see you. But um, if you're not, again, so to speak to your surgeon. But um, yeah, a year is a good good length of time to wait. So uh, if if you have got um, persistent pain at your scar, it might be worth looking to see if there's a problem. Sometimes you get things called trigger points, a little point of the scar, which is painful. Might be a little nerve caught up in the scar or something like that. If you're getting persistent pain at a year, so that might be worth looking at, Karina. Talk to your surgeon. If I'm your surgeon, talk to me. Um, Sabotage AT. Hi, JJ. I've seen another surgeon advertising an invisible scar technique, breast surgery. Would you happen to have an opinion on this? Um, yeah, I mean, um, well, the first thing I'd say, Sabotage AT, is that obviously there's got to be a scar somewhere. Um, unless they're going to sort of rub cream or somehow get the implant to sort of go through your skin somehow. So um, so there's got to be a scar somewhere. But there are some techniques where you can hide the scar, notably the armpit. So the armpit is, you know, no scar on the chest. And the other one is the tuba. Tuba! The tuba is the trans-umbilical breast augmentation. So the scars in your belly button. <laughs> and you can put breast implants in that way. Now, they have to be saline implants um, to put in through the belly button because you have to put them in uh, flat and then inflate them. Um, so we don't really tend to do that in this country, but that would be classed, I guess, as an invisible scar, although obviously it's visible in your belly button. Uh, maybe they're talking about... You have to see what they're talking about. I mean, there's got, there's got, it's a bit, you know, you can't say invisible... Well, to be fair, the sabotage, often when the scars settle, they're hard to see. Um, I would say invisible because you, if you look closely enough, you usually can see something, but they you do fade pretty well from any of the incisions. To be honest, they're all pretty. They've all got pros and cons. So you know, transaxillary, infraareolar, or inframammary. Um, inframammary, in some ways, is sometimes thought of as being sort of more obvious because it's on the on the um, chest, but it gives the best access. That's why I do that one, and it fades really well. So, you know, if it fades well, then you, you, it's hard to see it. But uh, it won't be an invisible scar sabotage. It will be probably be a transaxillary, I would have thought. Uh, and the problem with transaxillary for me is I, I like the fact that the scar is hidden in the armpit. Obviously, I like that because, you know, if I said to you, do you want the scar hidden in your armpit? You'd probably say, yes, please. The problem I've got is I find, personally, I find it hard to get the um, cleavage right because it's quite far away from the armpit and you're doing it blind or worry about bleeding it's hard to get that right so for me i find it hard but i do know people who are who seem to get good results with it so i don't think it's you know 
it's it's necessarily a bad technique. It's just for me, I get better results with the inframemory. So go with someone who's getting good results from whatever scar they're using. Olivia, I don't think my surgeon will do a revision as he's, he's in North Cyprus. Right then. Well, um, I think it doesn't matter where you are, Olivia. Um, you should be willing to help out your patients wherever you are, whether in North Cyprus or whatever. I would have thought. It's Mr. Khan that's my surgeon. I'll get in contact with him. Thank you. Good. Oh, Brogan. Sorry, what was that? That was, what were you saying? Oh, under the muscle to drop and had a lift in about a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Get in touch, contact with him. Work close with him. Um, but I, as I said, I won't be too worried at this point, um, Brogan. Um, breast augmentation mammoplasty. Oh, that's not a That's not a letter. You can't call it BAM, honestly. Breast augmentation mammoplasty. What was a funny scar? You got a horrible scar. Um, yeah. So yeah. Again, um, Karina, talk to your surgeon. If it's me, talk to me. Um, evening. Recommend you buy a group. Can you do a apronectomy while awake? Um, thank you for nice to be recommended by a group. Um, so awake is pushing it. So I wouldn't say awake. Local and sedation is the way that we can do a lot of stuff, and you can do an awful lot under local and sedation. And you can certainly do a tummy tuck under local and sedation. Using the term apronectomy, Amy Lou, makes me think that maybe it's a bigger uh, tummy tuck than, um, than, than just a normal tummy tuck. Apronectomy is usually a term we use for someone with a significant apron. So I might be a bit wary about doing that under local and sedation. So you're not going to be awake either way. You're going to be sedated. So you're going to be sort of asleep if you like. Um, the question is whether you've got a machine breathing for you or not sort of thing. Um, but it, it might be possible, Amy, it might be uh, possible. This is for uplift, sorry, sabotage. What was the question again? Another surgeon, invisible scar for uplift. Oh, crikey. Well, good luck with that. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about breast implants. Oh, I've never heard of that um, sabotage. God, if you find out what the invisible scar for uplift is, sabotage, let me know. Because the problem with an uplift, or the thing about an uplift, you have to move the nipple. You can't do an uplift without moving the nipple, or at least you're not going to get a very good lift without moving the nipple. And therefore, you need a scar around the nipple. Now, it does fade, but there's definitely a scar around the nipple um, for any uplift that I know. Uh, Lindsay's here. Uh, right, I'm going to go to Facebook because Instagram is kicking off. So what we got here, Jade, what's the highest BMI you could do any kind of surgery on? I hope that makes sense. Well, Jade, you opened it up there. One of my questions I had was on BMI. Um, but if you're going to say what's the highest BMI you could do any kind of surgery on, Jade, now obviously people do surgery to get people's BMIs down. So you, you do, you know, you know so-called bariatric or weight loss surgery on people with high BMIs. That's why they're having the surgery. So I'm sure they do BMI. I don't know what that would be. I don't do that sort of surgery. So the surgery I do is normally breast and uh, body contouring following, well, often following bariatric surgery. So once they've lost weight, so then you really need to be stable and comfortable with your weight. Um, and then you're looking at, 30 is the sort of advised BMI. What's the highest BMI you could do? Um, I mean, it's not really advisable to sort of think what's the highest. Um, one of the 
one of my questions here, I'll, I'll go into it now, Jade, is why can't I have a BBR with a BMI of 37? Um, and I think 37 is too high. Some people in some places will be strict. And if they're strict, usually we, we um, uh, go, go on a BMI of 30. Now, I'm not strict on 30, uh, but I would like to see it reducing. So particularly if you had a BMI of 42 or 37 and you've reduced it down to 32, for instance, then I think I'd be a bit more amenable. But I would say to you, you're going to get a better result with less complications if you can get it down lower. But, uh, you know, it can be above 30. But certainly, I don't think you'd want to go above 35. And you'd probably want to be like 33, 32, 31 sort of would be, you know, you don't really want to. I think 37 is too high. So as I say, I haven't got a, a set number on it because it depends on the trend. Um, and it depends on you, you know, if you want to lose weight. But sometimes people say, look, I'm happy at this weight. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to lose any weight then you could have a discussion and just say look you're gonna have a high risk of complications and you know balance that up um khan says hello long time no see khan although i think i saw you last week so retract that nice to see you khan uh jade what's the lowest bmi you do surgery on how to word that the low or oh, the lowest bmi you do surgery on okay well yeah low bmi is also a problem um so I had something the other day, BMI 16. So that is a problem with wound healing. And again, it's a trend. So if you're losing weight, then you're in what's called catabolic state. So you're breaking down your body, basically. So you're not going to heal your wounds very well. So you don't really want to be on a, in a catabolic state. You want to be stable and comfortable with your weight, bottom line. Um, but you don't want to be too low with your BMI. Kimberly uh, says, hi. Right, what's going on? Here? Oh, God, we've got a question on Instagram. Instagram, Connie, Connie Gray, opinions on twilight anesthesia. I think it's great. I think it's really good. Um, so for things like breast reduction, um, sorry, breast augmentation, uh, we did a uh, breast lift this morning. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so I think it's really good. And the main thing is recovery is quicker. But I, what I always say to patients is that you might feel a bit of tugging, pushing and pulling. You might find it uncomfortable, in which case you can always convert to GA. There's no problem to convert to GA if you're uncomfortable. But um, for me, I'm still a bit wary in terms of tummy tucks and things. I know that people are doing tummy tucks under twilight, um, but I'm still a bit, a bit wary about tummy tucks, a bit wary about big breast reductions. But certainly breast lifts, breast augmentations, things like that works really well recovery is really good so yeah uh what's Khan said missed a few weeks had my house broken into it and my car stolen oh my god Khan, what a nightmare i don't blame you for missing a few weeks what a nightmare flipping egg do you know what Khan? i was thinking about this i was talking to my wife about this doing a pre-mortem i don't know if you heard of a pre-mortem thinking about things before they happen you know, because that's scary, isn't it? And you just think, God, does it take that to make you go and get an alarm system or, you know, put the alarm on at night or things like that, things about the car? Because you do sometimes see the cars with the um, crook lock on it, you know, the old-fashioned crook lock. I had one years ago, but I don't know, they're coming back, those crook locks, um, you know, because, you know, maybe that's the, the answer, get a crook lock. That's what they're called. Saw one that sort of looked like a baseball bat. Um, obviously, I guess to attack the person if they. <laughs> not that I'm condoning that, but. Hmm, little rice there. Hmm, where'd that come from? Oh, okay. Um, 
Right. Yeah, you've become complacent. I bet you do. It's been used in some horrific crimes. Oh, my God. Getting worse, this con. Katie, would you say you can get good results with just lipo? Yes, I would, Katie. There's certain areas which are good for lipo, Katie. The hips, the flanks, the sides, the outer thighs, the male chest, um, the lateral chest on a female. Those are good. And the, 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 the thing about lipo is it doesn't remove skin. So it's good in areas where the skin recoils. In other areas, in my experience, the skin doesn't recoil so well. The arms, the inner thighs, the central abdomen, the skin doesn't recoil. So you can potentially left with hanging skin. Now, people do talk about uh, vasor liposuction, which is a, or, or other sorts of smart lipo, and there's all sorts of assisted forms of liposuction, and they say they cause some skin retraction. So that could be something if you had uh, in those areas, but liposuction alone, I feel, doesn't give good results in the central abdomen, the arms, and the inner thighs, but it does give good results on the hips, the flanks, uh, the outer thigh, and the um, lateral chest, and the... Um, and the male male chest gynecomastia. But yeah, definitely get good results with lipo. What kind of surgery can you do on men? Whatever you want, name it. No, I do um obviously mole cysts, split earlobes, there's tribal piercings. In terms of the uh, body contouring, it's usually tummy tucks and uh, gynecomastia. Um, but you can do thigh lifts and arm lifts, etc., for weight a significant weight loss. But tummy, tummy tucks and gynecomastia is the is the majority of uh, of work. Katie says thank you. Thank you, Katie, for asking a question. Now I think I've got an Instagram question. Now what's this? I had BA. Oh, I had BA with HP 500 cc's. Is upper pole fullness achieved by implant placement or individual anatomy? Good question. Uh, upper pole fullness is based on a combination of your anatomy and the uh, shape and and well, the profile mainly, the shape would be round. So the, the round implants give more upper pole fullness than the teardrop and the profile. So 500cc high profile is a pretty full implant. But as you say, it might be based on your anatomy as well. So sometimes if people say, I want very full breasts, I want the fake look, the porn star look or whatever you want to call it. If they've got quite a bit of breast tissue, it can be hard to achieve that because a round implant with, a, with a, your own natural breast tissue on top can actually your breast tissue can soften that that look and make it look more natural which you might not want so if someone's got nothing completely flat chested and you put a big round implant in it'll look like a big round breast which you know if that's what you want that's fine um, so that's why you can't really say that implant's going to give that look because you've got to add the implant to your breast so it does depend on your breast shape as well so if you're not achieved, I'm assuming you're not really feel like you've achieved the, the fullness you want. Who is this? Ania, Ania Kennedy. I'm assuming you haven't fulfilled the full, fullness you want with the 500cc high profile, but you might have had a quite a bit of breast tissue before you start, which might be sitting on top of the implant and giving it a softer look. That might be the case. Um, right, losing control of the chat. Can you have implants if you have asthma? Or a chronic illness? Yes, you can, of course. I mean, if your asthma is poorly controlled, you'd probably want to get it more under control. Or, or if your chronic illness is poorly controlled. But if it's well controlled, then absolutely fine, Rebecca. Absolutely fine. Do you conduct surgeries only at hospital or your own clinic? I conduct them at the um, uh, mainly at hospitals. I 
do um, local anaesthetic cases at my own clinic, which means mole cysts, the earlobe surgery I was talking about, some breast minor surgery. But most of the more significant surgery, your breast lifts and reductions and implants and tummy tucks are done at, uh, at one of the hospitals. With hyper, here's me again. With high profile implants, is fuller upper pole achieved by implant plate? Oh, that was a question. Okay, yeah. So it's it's by the profile of the implant and the anatomy. Uh, and yeah. Sarpri SX. Hi, apologies if this has been asked, but would a FDL address back and bra fat sagging? Many thanks. No, it wouldn't. It hasn't been asked, Sarpri, and no, it wouldn't. It would um, it would not address back and bra fat sagging. I don't know what bra fat sagging is. Is that here under the bra? No, I don't think it would. Because it would tighten the central abdomen. So it wouldn't do anything to the back. But you could combine it with liposuction maybe. But no, it wouldn't address that. Do you do breast fat transfer and how much usually stays? Um, good question, Jada. I do do breast fat transfer and I aim for it all to stay. A lot of people say, oh, 50%, et cetera, things like that. I aim for 100%, um, but I do small volumes. So, um, you know, I would say 80 to 100 cc's would be a big one for me. Uh, and so that's quite modest. If you look at an 80 to 100 cc implant, that's going to be pretty small. Uh, you know, it's not uncommon for people to have 250, 350 cc implants. So that would take a while to get there with fat transfer. But I always aim for it all to stay. But having said that, there's often swelling. So the 50% thing, you know, is not unreasonable, but it is often quite swollen to start with. And then it settles. So don't don't make any long-term decisions early on after fat grafting. Um, Kimberly, I have 400 cc UHP under muscle. Yes, you do, Kimberly. Yes. Lisa, I hi. After losing over 15 stone in weight and had an FDL over two years ago, I now want to have a breast uplift and I've been looking for a surgeon. I've been following you for a while and I would like you to do the surgery. I live in Southampton. Will it be okay to travel after surgery? Yes, you would, Lisa. But I've got to be honest with you, Lisa. There's good people down your way. So, you know, there are good people down Southampton way. Off the top of my head, I am going to say... Um, um, who is down Southampton Way? There are definitely good people um, down Southampton Way. And um, I will think of some. <laughs> um, Nigel Hor Horlock's down there, isn't he? Um, anyway, there's good, there's good, there's good people. Definitely good people. Um, Michael Cadier, is he down there somewhere? He's quite well known. I don't really, I don't really know them to be honest, but I know their, their names. Anyway, there are good people um, down there. My mate Adam's down there. So there are good people down in Southampton Way. But yes, you will be able to travel after surgery, Lisa. Um, but an awesome on 15 stone weight loss as well. Look at you. That's amazing. Um, What's going on on the Instagram? Uh, yes, thank you. That's what I expect. I need FDL with lipo. Weight loss means I have plenty of loose skin and the bra overhang is driving me potty. Yeah, so you probably need lipo with it. Anaya, it's me again. Thank you for your previous answer. I was very small, 34 AB, but my breasts are sitting quite low. Will that change? I'm only three and a half weeks after my op. Bottom line, Anaya, what I would say is three and a half weeks after your op, don't worry about it. Let it settle. 
sitting low is a bit of a worry because usually they're sitting high and then they settle in a low way. But still, the bottom line is what I normally say to people is don't worry because I don't. This is where I don't. I don't think. Are you my patient? If you are my patient, I'll say this to you. But if even if you're not my patient, I'll say it to you because this is what I say to people. Um, I can't guarantee it will settle, but what I can guarantee is this isn't your final result. Your final result will take time to to to, to come, and you get an idea what it looks like at three months. But even then, it can take six, twelve months for it to properly come. So this isn't your final result. So that's what I would say. Three and a half weeks. Don't don't worry. Don't make any. I normally say people don't love it too much or don't hate it too much because it's it's going to ch change. So don't go. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh my god, it's rubbish. It's going to change. So stay strong. Right. I've got a question here. Um, stitches or staples? I don't want staples. Um, I think I'm right in saying this is a tummy tuck. Or is it a breast rub? It doesn't matter. I suppose the principles the same. So, um, well, stitches, I don't use staples. I never use staples. Staples are quicker, basically, but um, I never use staples. Um, so, yes, yeah, stitches, stitches, staples are uncomfortable to come out, although they do make dissolvable so staples. But, um, but I, don't, I don't use staples myself. I use stitches, and usually they're buried stitches, and they don't need to come out anyway. So for things like breast reduction, stomach tucks, you don't need anything uh, removed. Um, Anaya says, thank you, thank you, and I hope things will settle and try and stay strong with it, and uh, I hope it will be all right. Um, hybrid breast implant, I don't want the implants under the muscle. So um, this is a patient who has the implants under the muscle and has animation deformities every time she moves her arm, the breast moves, doesn't want them under the muscle, she's very slim. And she's actually asking about... Um, dermal matrix like stratus um and um, um uh, integra and um uh sorry not integra integra is more of a skin substitute um the, these dermal uh, regeneration matrices that will it, it's like a sheet that you can put inside which can sort of support the breast now i tend not to use that for this indication for them from taking them away from being under the muscle because there is people who talk about it because the reason people have breast implants under the muscle is because if you're very slim you worry about seeing the edges of the implants and the muscle covers the implant um, up here but you can get problems when you put it under the muscle so if you say well i don't want it under the muscle the worry is you're going to start seeing rippling and seeing the edges of the implant so there is people talking about using things like stratus and these these thermal matrices covering the implant in them but that's very expensive um and i'm not sure if anyone's doing it clinically it's a nice idea um and it's certainly something i haven't done and, and i wouldn't particularly start doing the main thing for these um, things like stratus and these matrices is to support the breast. If you have simmastia, if you have a web or bottoming out and things, they can be used to support the breast. But if you did want to not have the implants under the muscle, then one thing you can think about is this hybrid um, the technique which people talk about, which is combining breast implants with fat grafting. Uh, and this is for people who perhaps need the implants under the muscle but don't want them under the muscle. And the fat graft can give a bit of cover in the same way that the muscle gives it a bit of cover so that would, would be one option and that can either be done at the time of the breast augmentation so you can have a breast augmentation and a fat graft at the same time or it can be done later you can have breast augmentation if you do get rippling or 
um, problems you can do fat grafting later now the problem with fat grafting is it is um it, it is as i say subtle so it is good to combine with an implant just to give cover of the implant it's not really used to give volume it's used to give cover of the implant but you can damage the implant you can introduce infection which if it gets to the implant might need the implant to be removed so it's not without its you know potential complications so it's something to think and it's expensive that's the other thing it's expensive so that would be an expensive operation to have implants and fat grafting but it'd be something to consider if you were very slim and didn't want them under the muscle the, the traditional thing would be to put them under the muscle but if you don't want them under the muscle or if you have visible rippling um fat grafting over the top is a, a, an option uh sabotage what's your waiting list looking like at the moment please um i think for clinics i don't know that sabotage a few weeks for theater it is tricky and certainly locally it is tricky there's I've not got many lists and I, I know it's a few months for things locally i think i've probably got more up in liverpool um but i think it's a few months but you can always give us a ring 0121 454 3680 i should make that a word shouldn't i that's what they do in new zealand you know so 0121 ask jj or something have to look at a phone but, but no one's got those phone keypads anymore so that wouldn't work anyway it's four five four three six eight oh give us a ring sabotage and we will be uh see what your waiting list is look at this nice one i had my initial chimney i've had my initial consultation on the eighth how long afterwards will i be able to have surgery i have my so you haven't had it yet you know um well the minimum is two weeks you have to have a two weeks cooling off period a bit like a credit card so you have to wait two weeks. I'm assuming it's a major surgery. It's not like a mole or something, because we do moles on the day. So I'm assuming it's like, you know, breast thing or tummy thing or something. Um, so the minimum is two weeks. At the moment, as I say, it is a few months before we're booking people in anyway. So it probably be, be a couple of months, I think. It's a reduction, yeah. So that would be, um, I think it's a couple of months. But what we're saying to the hospitals, we're saying to the hospitals, we have got patients who work so can you give us lists so we're very happy to take ad hoc lists from the hospitals uh, in fact all our lists are ad hoc because i no longer have a regular um list anymore i just have them when as and when so uh, if you um you know we, we can might be able to do things but who knows uh, we have to look at the availability well that very good engagement on, on Facebook. I think I'll go as far as to say excellent engagement on Instagram. Really. I mean, that, I've got to be honest, that pulled me through because I was a bit worried about today. I didn't have many questions, but Instagram and, and to a degree Facebook, but really pulled me through on that. Um, YouTube is lacking behind. I thought, I think this goes on YouTube, but I don't know how a YouTube live works. But uh, does it flash up when you? When you follow me on YouTube or something, or not follow me, what's it called? Subscribe. Anyway, please like and subscribe to my channel. Please share this if you found it helpful. Um, that's what you're supposed to say, isn't it? Anyway, thank you very much, everybody, for your lovely help and support. Actually, next week, you know what? It's half term. It's half term. So um, I'm not going to do it next Tuesday. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I know. I know. 
you'll be all right though we'll roll it over the tuesday afterwards double the questions it'll be mahusive the tuesday afterwards so i'll see you week on tuesday good god it's half past eight come on let's get out there see what's on at nine there must be something going on at nine um and i will be thanking you all i wish i could like your comments and stuff but i can't on this but thank you all for your comments and thank you sarpri that's very kind sarpri's enjoyed oh the oh, that's very how do you do that? i can't do anything back but thank you i can wave oh, oh god i can report the comment no i don't want to do that and oh jackie number one number one fan all right guys i'm going to check out of here and um put my feet up suggest you do likewise see you next week hasta la vista a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag ask jj we'd love to hear from you